Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The bottom of the eighth. Oshie and Bobrovsky duel again. Evan's going to find fun Olympic clips, I think. That's his thing today. That's my guess. Though I would have hoped for the uh, booing of Kucherov at the uh, All-Star game as, as, the, uh, as the clip to come into this one. But this is Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer here. Surprise guest Josiah Leroy in studio as well. And we go right to the Western Hotline as we bring in our colleague. You hear him. On Sabres games, you hear him on Bison's games on our sister station, the Bet 1520. You also hear him calling Niagara basketball when that's here or anywhere else on our uh, on our stations. It's Mr. Pat Malacaro on the West Her Hotline live from Toronto. Pat, good morning to you, and uh, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Likewise. Uh, that clip from Evan a second ago reminded me of where I was when uh... – that epic shootout in, in the Sochi games happened. And some some good memories, though. It was an early morning where I was. Yeah, no, like that's definitely one of the more memorable sides of uh of NHL player involvement with the uh with the Olympics. And um of course you could reach back even further with like Dominic Hashik's dominant performance in the Olympics for for the Czech Republic. And you can obviously Wayne Gretzky not being in the in the shootout against Hashik and, and I know it's a Still a bone of contention here in the Nagano games in '98. Yeah, yeah, it's been a great, great part uh, participation record uh, from the NHL. I mean, 2010 obviously with the, the Sabres connection to Ryan Miller and even Chris Drury, even though he was uh, on the Rangers at that point. Yeah, it's, it's always fun, and uh, that's that's what that's what this is all about, right? Like All Star Games, the Olympic participation, whether it's the World Cup or the, the Four Nations uh, tournament that the NHL is going to have next year. It's the best on the best and personalities being shown uh, in a lot of these things, which is why I, I, I like all this stuff so much. Yeah, you mentioned that, the the fact of like personalities playing on the grand stage, the best against the best, and it's almost like it was this shoe-in to make sure that they return because that's how you can help grow the game. But ever since John Tavares suffered a major injury uh, playing for Team Canada in the Olympics, that was when the owners got scared of it, they got worried about it, and now, finally, for 2026, Pat, we are going to get them coming back into playing the best and the best on the world stage. And I was looking into last segment some of the Sabres shoe-ins. Like, obviously, you'll look at Rasmus Dahlin, J.J. Paterka for Germany, and uh, Tage Thompson for Team USA. But who do you think, in, in a couple of years' time, could be players considered for an Olympic space for their respective countries? I mean, you look at who's taking part in the World Juniors right now because it's only two years away from, from the next participation in the Olympics. Uh, but, you know, some of those players that come up through the international ranks of, of World Juniors and representing their countries uh, end up in, in the international competition of, of the Olympics as well. And even, you know, 
six years from now, you'll see even more of those faces. So hey, it's, it's always fun to project those things out. And it's always, you know, it's not necessarily, it, it's such a short tournament too, right? Like the, the, the ability to have that instant chemistry isn't always there. And um, we've seen in the past where, uh, some might get upset because uh, one of those smaller teams like like a Latvia that they've played together for such a long time and, and come up and, and worked through Olymp, uh, through Olympic style tournaments international tournaments together and, and they have that that chemistry that clicks right away so yeah that, that's always the fun part of it for me is, is seeing some of those other rosters outside of the U.S. Canada Sweden uh, you know whether it be Czechia or you know Slovakia all, all those countries that that have turned out so much uh, good NHL talent. Uh, over the last 20, 30 years. Pat Malacaro joining us here on the Western Hotline. Speaking of the best on the best, um, in a much lesser degree, I should say, obviously they're going to play a lot harder for country pride than they are for uh, an NHL All-Star game. Um, one of the big stories from last night was a complete lack of effort from one Nikita Kucherov. Uh, what do you think the vibe on that one was? And... Uh, and his lack of enthusiasm for taking part in the uh, skills competition. It was such a weird competition. It, to me, I, I, I like, in, in theory, I like the idea of it, the best 12 players take part in it. But really, you know, it, you leave the players up to decide which events they're going to take part in. And then things don't go your way in maybe the first event or the second. Well, that's, I was uh, re-watching some of it uh, last night and this morning. It, it's been on the TV um, you know, and a lot recently. And I just wonder if, the first event didn't really go Kucherov's way. And the second event, he doesn't perform all that great. And, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm going to be one of the bottom four anyway. So I'm just going to go through, through the motions at this point. And really, I think that's to me, what, what I think about is and come back to the personalities of players. And this is the fourth time I've been to the all-star game. Uh, first time in, in about 10 years though. The one thing I didn't feel last night is that, you know, the, the, the connection between the fans and the players outside of, Matthews, Nylander, McDavid, to some extent, it, it lacked that, you know, that just get out of your seat type of type of moment or the, the personality that we've seen in those shootout competitions. Or I think the HL has done a really good job in the past. Even, even you go back last year with some of the different style events with you're in Florida and you can do golf events and, and kind of uh, cinematic type things. That's what was lacking last night. So whether it was Kucherov, whether it was not every player taking part in the events last night, you finally saw some of that personality when the skaters had to choose which goalie to face in the competition because then you got to see a little bit of, you know, the, the, the funnies, the fun side or the competitive edge of these players and why they chose who they chose. But really it was that, that lack of, you know, personality shining through last night that I think is, the, is what sticks with me the most uh, of that skills competition. And, you know, maybe you can tweak it. You know, there won't be an all-star game next year, but are there things you can do with this sort of format to, to make it more engaging for the fans? Pat, you obviously mentioned that there is no all-star game next year. And um, if you're going to have a skills competition, I'm with you on that. Like, have everyone involved. Like, why is Rasmus Dahlin even standing on the bench if he's not even going to do anything last night? It's almost insulting to the other players that didn't get to take part in, in that skills contest. Yeah, and, and there were opportunities. Uh, you know, do you, do you tweak the the passing competition so that you do have uh, every player take part in some, some way they don't have to, not every player has to do the hardest shot or has to do accuracy or one of those events, but make it so that every player is represented. And that to me, part of it too, is you have the draft on Thursday night, you selected your teams. 
Now let's see those teams take part in, you know, maybe at the million dollar prize split up uh, 12 ways or however many ways it is, isn't enough to make somebody want to participate in, in, in the skills the way, um, you know, maybe you'd like it. But at least, again, the personality and let's let's see these different teams group together and see how they interact over the course of a skills competition and parlay that into today where you've got the three-on-three game itself. And I think, again, you can build some of that personality and and see these players really, you know, all that shine through. And I don't know about you, Derek, but I'm just, this is a little bit sidebar. I'm almost disappointed in how much the, whether it's the Maple Leaf players are basically all together or, you know, the the Canucks players with with the Hughes brothers drafting one team are basically all together. I kind of would have liked to have seen the Maple Leaf players, whether it be uh, Morgan Riley and Austin Matthews go up against William Nylander. It, it, that that was to me also part of the fun. I was thinking back last night when the Sedin brothers had to split up and, and they were on different teams for the all-star game years ago when the, when the draft format happened. So that to me also part of it is a little bit of a miss this weekend of you just have basically the, every team is represented together instead of separately in, in a lot of cases. Yeah, Pat, it's it's one of those things where like you could even like as like say an opposing captain uh, split up the Hughes brothers just to spite it or um split up the Maple Leafs just to spite them a little bit and and try to make it where fans have more than one rooting interest at that point especially in Toronto if there are Maple Leafs spread amongst teams and then they would want to hope for a certain final for example. So yeah, it, it's something that it does look like it needs to get reworked because you look at what the Pro Bowl has done to itself now and knowing that the players aren't going to try in that game. And it is one thing to be able to have goal scoring in an NHL All-Star game versus actual physicality within like the Pro Bowl. But making it into a skills competition, but drafting those teams and trying to just have as much fun as possible. Uh, yeah, get everyone involved in a different way other than just the three-on-three contest. And let's not forget, the NHL was the first one to come up with this draft pol- uh, draft. Uh, set up. The NBA's copied it. The NFL is copied it to some extent at times. So again, I, I want to give the NHL credit for, for some things because they have done, the, they have changed the format of the All-Star game to make it so that it is more of a celebration because, yeah, the, the, the players aren't, just, there was what, what the, the Jeremy Roenick body check was like the, the only time a, a check was thrown in the All-Star game uh, when I was you know watching it growing up. And of course, it's, it's, a, it's a lighthearted competition and maybe guys haven't taken it as serious as they maybe did in the past and because it's because of the atmosphere at all. But they have found ways, the NHL, to kind of juice it up a little bit make it a little more interesting, whether it's different skills competitions, whether it's the draft format, uh, or, or you know, the, when the All-Star game was here last, it was North America versus the world. It was in the second or third year of that iteration. So the NHL has done different things over the years, and I, I think they'll continue to kind of tweak and adjust as we go, and, you know, maybe the next time the All-Star game rolls around, it'll look a little bit different. You mentioned different things, and what better time than to mention there's going to be a Four Nations tournament of Canada, U.S., Sweden, and Finland, almost to give us like a little taste, a precursor of the NHL players returning to the Olympics. And uh, what are your thoughts on their decision to do that? I like it. I wish it was a little bit more expanded. Uh, I, I understand the time crunch of it all, and you can only have 
so many so many games in 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 season like that. You're not going to have uh, you know an NBA style in season tournament among countries and in, in, in non NHL games. But I like the idea. Um, I, I I was at the, the World Cup with the last time it was up here in Toronto. Uh, what 2016, I think it was. So I, I like all these competitions. I like to see when, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a little bit of a taste of what the rosters could look like in the next season. Uh, or, you know, you see, you see the, the top players from U.S., from Canada in it. Uh, you know, the last time the World Cup, you had, what, the, the, the Young Stars you know, was one of the teams. And you had kind of a Team Europe, I believe, which was a lot of the uh, catch-all for a lot of the smaller countries that may only have one or two representatives in terms of NHL players uh, in that competition. So I would have liked to have seen maybe a couple of more teams in that type of vein of, you know, maybe it isn't uh, Team Europe, but you do have a couple of other teams in in the mix and make it fun. But I I do think it is something that uh, the players, I think they they do enjoy. So I'm looking forward to watching it next year. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Team Europe, Team North America, that that young star team of uh, a hybrid of the U.S. and Canada. That was all the talk of that World Cup of Hockey. And then, um, yeah, Team Europe, who did so, so well, actually, that Ralph Kruger got another mm-hmm. job. Is that a sore subject? Sorry, Derek. <laughs> I, you know, I just got to keep it real, you know? We, we, we've got to remember the bad times to uh, appreciate the good times. <laughs> No doubt, and yeah, you know, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm here this weekend at the, the All Star Game, and that you know this this what this thing is all about. It, the, you watched some of the videos yesterday as the as the the the, the uh, competition is, is starting to get going, and may, maybe it's just because I've grown up with it. But the the skills competition wasn't a part of the All Star Game until 1990. It was a made for TV event that, that started over 30 years ago now, but it, it's kind of evolved over the years, and I I do. I, I think a lot of folks like the skills competition more than the all-star game itself. And maybe because of three on three, that was a lot of the case the last couple of years also, but um, you know, looking forward to, to seeing what, uh, you know, Rasmus Dahlin and I believe they're in the first, the first game that uh, on team McDavid, they'll be playing uh, the first one and waiting the, the winner of, uh, of the, the, the second mini game to, to see who wins that uh, the final game. Pat. Well, as those games get, uh, get going here today, I hope you are able to enjoy them. Uh, take in Toronto, and uh, obviously we will hear you soon enough when the Sabres are back in action. Sounds great, Derek. Thanks for the time. Pat Malacaro joining us here on the West Her Hotline from Toronto at the All-Star Game. And we'll talk a little bit more on the other side about said Sabres, what the season has been looking like at the All-Star break, what the expectations were. Obviously, we know what they were and how they have fallen short and what can be done about it from here. Derek Kramer, Josiah Leroy as a surprise guest. Pat Malacaro just there on the Western Hotline. Hour number two of Sports Talk Saturday. Coming up here on the other side, you're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550.